You're listening to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Thursday morning. Let's turn to our final guest of today. In the next 20 minutes or so, we're chatting with author of best-selling Ama Tell Me series, Bhakti Matur. And she's back once again to talk about her latest book, Ama Take Me to the Taj Mahal. Welcome back on the program, Bhakti. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you, Noreen, for inviting me. I feel like I'm coming back home. I've been on the show so many times. It's so great to have you back. It's so amazing. You know, I was doing my research and I'm just looking. This is your 18th book in the AMA series. That's truly remarkable. And in such a short space of time. Did you expect that when you first started your writing journey? No, not at all. It's uh, been wonderful and a pleasant surprise. I started writing for my children, as you know. And I never thought, you know, I'd reach these number of books. That was never my goal. But I'm very happy that I have um, and, you know, been able to share all the stories behind it in mythology and history. So I feel very uh, happy and very grateful for the reception that the books have received. It's really amazing because I feel like the, the listeners and the audience have grown with your boys and really understanding so much more about Indian culture. And I think when we first start, when I first started interviewing you, it really, you, you hit the nail on the head that a lot of these traditions are oral traditions. They are just shared stories from grandmothers, from great grandmothers to grandmothers to mothers or, or fathers. You know, let's also include men here. <laughs> I'm just basing it because my grandma told me stories. So it's so nice to be able to to document all of them. Do you remember sort of writing your first book and how you've evolved as an author? Yes, I do. It was uh, 2010, November, and Holi was around the corner, the Festival of Colors. It was in March, and I was looking for a book for my two boys who were three and one at that point of time, and I couldn't find anything I really liked, and I wanted to be able to tell them the story in my own way, which is what you're saying, how my grandmother used to uh, tell me and how I grew up celebrating the festival. And I was sitting with my husband and I said, I want to write a book on Holi. And uh, he said, just do it. And it sounded like a Nike ad, but he encouraged me. And I said, you know, why not? Uh, what's the worst that would happen? Only my kids and me would read it. That's fine, because that was the main aim. And that's how I got started and then started following every festival as it came. That's really amazing. Well, let's talk about um, your 18th book, um, Take Me to the Taj Mahal. Um, what is it about and, and how did you sort of uh, frame this book? So this series, the Amma Take Me series, was the idea of Penguin. And I started with this with them in 2017. And uh, they felt that uh, it would be a good idea to cover monuments of mythological and historical importance in India. And the whole idea was to write about these subjects in a very fun way, because while growing up, when I read about history or mythology, I would get a bit bored because some of these books, you know, they can be quite didactic. So the idea was to make it really fun and interesting where a kid says, or, you know, a young adult that says, hey, I want to visit this place after reading about this. or hey, I want to know more. And I've traveled, my, this is the fifth book in the series, and I've traveled with my children to all these places, including the Taj Mahal. And it was very interesting because as we were walking through the Taj, they had so many questions about the history, about the monuments. Of course, in the beginning, they were struck by the beauty. So there was silence for a while, which is unusual for my boys. And then the questions started coming. So I've used their questions in the book. And uh, I've kind of tried to replicate our visit as much of it as I could remember, I took notes as soon as we came back and the questions they asked me. So I think that's what special is. It's really based on 
how we visited, what our experience was, and the things that I explained to them. Absolutely. I was. Let me just uh, invite our listeners to also join us on Facebook. We are live this morning uh, on Facebook, Noreen Mayer on RTHK Radio 3. You'll be able to see and hear Bhakti there. I've got the book. I'm holding it in front. and I, I, I love the way you've written, well, all, all your books and, and these books in, in particular, because as you mentioned, it's so conversational. You know, the, the boys uh, in the book ask about the Taj Mahal and, and Amar uh, replies to them in a very conversational way and through the conversations you learn uh, so much about the Taj um, did these conversations really happen and and you know because they're so fleeting did you jot them down or did you remember talking to your boys about the Taj so now I've become smarter I carry a little notebook when I go with them and I write down questions and they see me doing it so I had to bribe them <laughs> <laughs> video games that you know <laughs> they become clever but yes uh, I do write them down. Otherwise, it's very hard to remember. And I wanted it to be as genuine as possible to the actual visit. So, and, yes. And how many times, I mean, now that you're a seasoned author, how do you go about editing and revising your book? Because conversations is great if you capture it, but then to rewrite all of it, how do you then rewrite that to make it even more conversational? You know, there's a real art to it because reading your books, I really feel like I'm talking to Amar. Great. That's so lovely to hear, Noreen. Thank you. You know, editing is quite hard because you write something and I think you almost get married to it and you're not able to see the flaws after a while because everything seems fine. But one of the things that I've learned over the years is just to leave the writing for a week and then come back and look at it with a fresh pair of eyes. And then you can see where things need corrections, where things are not so exciting, where things can be improved. I also gave the drafts to my children. They were quite reluctant. But uh, they finally did go through it and gave me the comments back. So, yeah, using some of these tools, uh, you know, hopefully it's uh, come out in an engaging way. Yeah. And because, you know, there's such a large um, um, population of Indians and South Asians. And actually, these books are suitable for everybody who just want to know more about Indian culture. What age group would you set this uh, for, for reading? Because they can read by themselves, but also parents can sit down with them and, and, and read to the children. That's a really good question, Noreen. I think this book is really for anybody. Uh, I would say nine plus, but whether it's a child, a young adult, a parent or a grandparent, anyone who wants to visit the Taj with their families or wants to know more about the monument. Yeah. How did you become so passionate about writing? Oh, that's that's another great question. Um, you know, I never thought I'd be a writer. While growing up, I'd write, you know, the odd entry in the journal or a po or poem once in a while. But it was only when I wanted to start telling my children the stories from Indian mythology and the festivals I grew up celebrating. That's when I started writing and um, I found it hard. I didn't have experience, but the good news is writing can be learned. It's a craft, it's hard work and it took a while, but you know, finally things got better. So the Amma Tell Me series, the first one, I decided to write it in rhyme because I was very inspired by Dr. Seuss. I remember my mother reading his books to me as a five-year-old. And I think I made my job harder. Yeah, I was because, say, that's like, a hard starting place. <laughs> the rhythm and the rhyme, it's so difficult. And I think I just started. I didn't wake to be perfect. I'm still far from being perfect. But I feel as long as I've gotten better with every book, that's the benchmark that I hold myself to. And this Amma Take Me series with Penguin, what it did is it gave me the opportunity to learn to write for older children. 
I needed to learn to write in prose. So that was another challenge I hadn't done. But with practice and with workshops and over time, and, uh, you know, I'm sure if you read the first book in the series to now, I do hope there have been improvements. And as, as long as I keep getting a little better, it's fine. Bhakti, you're so humble. All your books are such great reads. They're a firm favorite on, on our bookshelves at, at home. And I feel like even reading your first book till now, you know, it, it's of really, really high standard anyway. And they're so readable uh, with children and, and especially just cultivating that, that habit of reading with them because you're sitting down uh, to, to read to the little ones. So speaking of reading habits, as, as an avid writer, you, you have to love reading. How should we encourage children to be better readers? How, how do you encourage uh, your your children to, to read more? So, you know, I, I've always thought of myself as a better reader than writer and I've loved books. I've turned to books for every occasion in life, happy, sad, whenever I've had a problem or fight with a friend and they've really been my best friends and given me solace. And I think the biggest thing that books do is they transport you into another world. They distract yes. you from what's going on. And I think at times when you see a character going through a similar situation as yours, the biggest thing they do is they tell you, you are not alone. And I think that process is very cathartic. And I think as a mother, what I've tried to do is fill my house with books because I love books. I make it a point to read in front of the children. Um, and since they were small, I've read to them every night. Now that they're teenagers, it's very hard do and I find that especially my older one going to high school I find that he has too many commitments and I don't see him reading as much as I like to but I do hope that it'll stay with him and it'll come back later so I think one has to really be a reader and model the behavior there's nothing stronger than doing that and there's so many ways of doing it like I said fill your house with books newspapers talk about books I think schools are doing an incredible job about promoting literacy about promoting authors having author visits about having book weeks dress as your favorite character so all these things go a long way in nurturing a lifelong habit. Absolutely. And and I think definitely uh, in, in Hong Kong, especially, we're, we're so lucky that we have uh, festivals where we meet authors. And, and just by chatting with these authors, it can really uh, help children to, to appreciate uh, books a, a, a lot more as well. Bhakti, back to your book, uh, Take Me to the Taj Mahal. I love, actually, in all your series, I, I, I love the fact that you include interesting facts and, you know, maps and, and and just such a great resource. Um, how do you go about researching these facts and, and to make them uh, age appropriate? Because like you said, you know, growing up when we read about historical places, it's almost um, not too factual, but it's written in a way that um, it's not so easy to digest. But you do it in a way where children will find interesting. <laughs> how do you go about uh, digesting these facts? So for the Taj Mahal, luckily for me, there were so many books. It's been so well researched. I think it's over researched. So my challenge was really to see or take out the points which are interesting, which came a lot from what the kids were asking me and what I was curious as an adult. And I found that the questions I had are actually not very different from what they have. Yes. And, uh, and, you know, very often I looked at their reactions. So one of the things that I was really struck by that Shah Jahan was the richest man in the world at that time in the 16th century and uh, the amount that Taj Mahal cost to build. And uh, when I did the research, I found out that Agra was a thriving city. It had a population of 750,000, one of the largest cities in the world, and that the Mughal dynasty contributed to 25% of the world's GDP. 
So I was astounded by this. And when I was telling my kids that Shah Jahan was the richest man, they're like, oh, just like Elon Musk and Jeff Bezos. <laughs> that was the first reaction I put that in. So I think a lot of it has really it come from their, yes, from their reactions. That's brilliant. Um, so you've also got a book launch that's coming up um, on the 18th of September in, in Bookazine at 10.30 in Prince's Building. What can people expect uh, for, for your book launch? So um, I'm going to talk a little bit about the book and the inspiration behind it. And then I have two children who are going to talk about what they feel about the book and read from it. Because I feel as an author, I've always read and I think people are probably bored of hearing me speak and read again. So I have uh, two young women, actually, who are going to speak um, about what they felt about the book. And uh, they have the book. They haven't told me what they thought about it. So I hope it's all good. But I think it'll be exciting hearing from you know, children and young adults, what their impression of the book is. That's a really creative way to to present your book as well, to have the, the young people who've read your book to, to share, to do their sharing. Um, Bhakti, what are you working on at the moment? What What's in the pipeline then? So in the Amma Tell Me series, I started with the avatars of Vishnu, you know, which is one of the millions of gods that we have. And uh, he's come in nine avatars. And it's very interesting because it traces evolution. Um, so, you know, he started the first time by coming as a fish and then he comes as a tortoise. So I did the fish avatar or the Matsya avatar last year. And now I'm working on the second one when he comes as a tortoise. And that's very fascinating. And in the Amma Take Me series, the next book is going to be on the forts of Rajasthan, which I visited with my children right before COVID. And that was equally fascinating. And the history and the architecture behind that, we were fascinated by it. So I can't wait to share that with everyone. I love that, you know, for all your books, all the, all the sites that you take the audience with, you've actually visited them all. How has COVID sort of affected that? I mean, w w will there be a bit of a break until the next few books or are you going to just catch up and, and just go to multiple sites? I know COVID has impacted all of us, hasn't it? Uh, so I was fortunate that I visited the Taj Mahal with them in 2019. And the same time that we did that, we did Rajasthan. Perfect. So it, it, I, I was just lucky. But I think hopefully now, by the end of the year or by next year, with travel resuming, uh, you know, one can start making plans again. Fingers crossed. Yes. And, and back to, I know I ask you this all the time, but, you know, apart from writing, what else are your hobbies? I think the last time w we spoke, you took up running and, uh, you know, are you still running these days? So, you know, I have, I would say changed from running, I think, or evolved, if I can use that word. And uh, I started practicing yoga, Iyengar yoga, which I was introduced oh, wow. to by a uh, friend. And, uh, I feel that I feel very strong after doing it mentally and physically. So I'm in the process of training to be an Iyengar yoga teacher. It's a long journey, but I'm extremely happy to have started on that. And uh, I've also been training to be a bibliotherapist, uh, which, I'm, which I've just finished. Uh, and uh, I didn't know what bibliotherapy was till about three years back when someone gifted me a book on bibliotherapy. And it's therapy through books. Yes. You know, so if somebody is going let's say a midlife crisis or is an empty nester or has changing jobs you know there's a book for every situation and I firmly believe that a novel in your life read at the right time can really cure you or can really really uh, be cathartic uh, 
So th- those are the two things that I'm very excited about that I'm working on other than the writing. That's amazing. So how do you, wow, I think this warrants for a topic for, for another day, but how do you train to be a bibliotherapist? I've heard of, I've heard of them before, but I've, I've actually never, I don't really know what they do. So, you know, it is an ancient practice which was started by the Greeks when the Greeks were so clever that they started building theaters near hospitals because they would send their patients to watch an opera or a play. And they felt that going through the emotions in the play actually make them feel a lot better. And uh, the bibliotherapist I'm training under is Ella Berthoud, and she's written a book called A Novel Cure, uh, which literally gives a novel (laughs) for every ailment. And uh, yes, I'm training under her. And it's really about understanding the power of reading and then also trying to get a sense of the major concerns that people have in the different stages of their lives and what one would recommend, which means reading a lot of books yourself, you know, and having opinions about what would help people and then really being able to meet a person, um, sort of have a session with them, give them a questionnaire to fill before. And then based on that and the discussion, understand what they're going through, what their challenges are, and what would really help them at this point of time in terms of what reading recommendations would help them at this point of time. Yeah, that's... I'm happy to do one question for you. (laughs) You're so kind, Bhakti. I I totally agree with you. I think there is a book for, for every season. And there are certainly times when I've, you know, faced hard times where you turn to a book and it really lifts you from from that place, transports you to another, or just offering some perspective uh, in life. And, and that really is the power of books and, and reading. Yeah. And I've uh, also um, started another journey, which I think will also be a long journey, and that is to be a career coach, a transition in a career coach. And that comes from my own transition from banking. As you know, I was in banking for many years, till 2017. And after that, I moved to writing and uh, following all the things that interested me. And some of the years were tough. You know, I struggled with things. It was such a big change for me uh, in many ways, you know, economically, what to do with your day, you know, what do you do next? Um, So and I found myself giving advice to people informally over the years, especially with COVID, when I think a lot of people have decided to change the careers or the paths they're on. So I got formally accredited as a coach with the International Coaching Federation. And that's another journey that I've just started. That's amazing. Bhakti, I feel like there's you're always so busy and so inspirational with so many different aspects. I look, I wish you the best with, with yoga, with bibliotherapy, and also career coaching. And I look forward to inviting you back on, perhaps to talk about all those things. Oh, thank you. I think you're making me out to be much more successful <laughs> than I am. But thank you so much, Nelly. Really, really inspiring. And for our listeners uh, who want to uh, follow Bhakti on her, on her journey, you can uh, see her at her uh, latest book launch, uh, which is happening on the 18th of September in Bookazine in Prince's Building. And it starts at 10.30 in the morning until noon. Thank you so much for your time this afternoon, Bhakti, uh, this morning, Bhakti. Thank you, Noreen, for inviting me. A pleasure speaking to you as always.